OldTimeRadioDVD.com has the largest, best collection of vintage and nostalgic media on the internet. Large collections of old-time radio shows, classic TV, movies, cartoons, and serials. Check them out today, and if you haven't yet subscribed to the Gazette, you are missing out on the only digital magazine of its kind to be found anywhere, and it's free. Go to OldTimeRadioDVD.com, check out the collections, and subscribe to the Gazette. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. And now the National Broadcasting Company presents Inspector Thorne in The Nickels and Dimes Murder Case. Tonight, the National Broadcasting Company presents the exploits of the spectacular young Inspector Thorne of the Homicide Bureau. Those investigations rank with many of the most celebrated ones in the annals of crime fiction. An investigator smart enough to claim he is dumb and modest enough to believe it. Tonight, Inspector Thorne turns to the Nickels and Dimes murder case. It is late one night as we see a tense and drawn young man waiting and watching in the shadows near the door to a private house. He stiffens as a taxi draws up and a beautiful woman steps out of the cab and into the house. The young man throws his cigarette to the pavement and moves after her, saying, There she is, Liza's home. I've seen her go into the house with my own eyes. No one can tell me she isn't home this time. I'll ring the bell. She'll have to talk to me. Claire or nobody else can tell me Liza's not home. I've seen her go in myself. Oh, it's you, James Gray. Let me in, Claire. I, I want to see Liza. Liza isn't home. That's a lie. I saw Liza go in the house just now. Liza is not home, Now, James. you listen to me, Claire. You're only Liza's aunt. You've got no right to stop me from seeing her. Don't you understand? Your wife, Liza, doesn't want to see you. Your wife is through with you. Get out of my way. Stop it, James. You can't go in. I'm going to see Liza. What are you doing here, James? Liza. I've got to see you, Liza. I've got to talk he to you. He pushed his way in, Liza. All right, Aunt Claire. Now, James... Liza, I... I love you. James. If you knew how I missed you, there was something between us that nothing could end. James, you and I are through. No, Liza. I, I won't believe it. You mean you won't? No. You love me. I, I know you love me. We belong together. It's over, James. Finished. I won't have it that way. You're coming home with me. Let go of my arm. Now leave her. I'll call a policeman. All right. I'll go. But no one else will ever have you, Liza. You're my wife. You belong to me. <laughs> And now it is the next night in the wife Liza's bedroom. As the door opens, Liza suddenly sits up in her bed. Who's that? What are you doing? And now in the morning light, two men stand looking at the dead body of the estranged young wife Liza. One man is the spectacular young Inspector Thorne of Homicide. The other, his assistant, Sergeant Muggin. 
and we hear Inspector Thorne saying, The room's a shambles, Sergeant Mugan. Furniture overturned, blood spattered, dead woman struck at least a dozen times. It looks like the victim, Liza Gray, put up something of a fight, Inspector Thorne. She didn't have a chance, not with those blows to the head, Mugan. I'm looking for the traditional blunt instrument, Chief, but I don't see one. Hmm. What are these coins on the floor? Two nickels and a dime. As shiny as the day they came from the mint. Brand new, huh? Yeah, look over in that corner, Muggin. There are some more nickels and dimes, and they are under the bureau. Yeah, Chief, and every one of them is brand new. You can quit hunting for that blunt instrument, Sergeant Muggin. Huh? Here's your murder weapon. These new nickels and dimes. The killer filled a handkerchief or a piece of cloth with these coins, tied them in solidly, and had a homemade weapon that was used to beat Liza Gray to death. It, it would be like a bag filled with metal. Yes, Muggin. When the murderer struck Liza Gray with this bag of coins, it must have come apart. And the nickels and dimes scattered all over the room. All right, Muggin. Yeah, come outside. I'm ready to talk to the woman who reported the murder, Miss Claire Alsop. Okay, Chief. Now, Miss Alsop. Yes, Inspector Thorne. I understand that the murdered woman, Liza Gray, was your niece. Yes, that's right. Will you tell me what happened, please? Inspector Thorne... My niece Liza and I were alone in the house. You have no servants, Miss Alsop? We had a woman come in and clean, but we ate out except for breakfast. That's how I... That's how I happened to find poor Liza. Oh, how do you mean, Miss Alsop? I'd made our morning coffee as usual. And when I went to Liza's room to tell her it was ready, I... I found her. Murdered. Oh, Inspector Thorne, it was dreadful. Now, now, take it easy, Miss Alsop. Uh, you heard nothing last night. No sounds of a struggle, perhaps? These walls are pretty thick. You don't hear much from room to room. Yes, that's true. If I only realized James meant what he said, I never would have left my niece's side. James? Who's he? James was Liza's husband, Sergeant Muggins. Her husband? Yes, Inspector Thorne. And James had threatened to kill Liza. Now we're getting someplace, Chief. We'll see, Muggin. Uh, tell me, Miss Alsop, why did Liza's husband, James, threaten to kill her? Because my niece Liza had left him. Oh, for another man? Oh, no. No, it was James's fault. My poor niece found out James was carrying on with a girl named Maria Sunter. I see. A girl he'd met when he was overseas in the army. James had the nerve to help this Maria Sunter get into the United States without saying one word to my niece. And when your niece Liza found out she left James? Yes, Inspector Thorne. Fortunately, Liza had her own money. So she could be independent and leave her husband if she liked. Well, then this, this house belonged to your niece, Liza. That's right, Inspector. She asked me to come and live with her when she left her husband, James. Hmm. Uh, I may be slow, Miss Olsop, but I don't get it. If James was having an affair with Maria Sunter, the girl from Europe, why would he murder his wife? I don't know, Inspector. He said he loved her. The night before last, James pushed his way into this house and told Liza no one else would ever have her. He said, Liza, you're my wife. You belong to me. Chief, it looks like... The guy wanted to have his cake and eat it, too. Yes, apparently, Sergeant Morgan. Uh, Miss Alsop, is that your purse on the table? Why, uh, yes, Inspector Thorne. May I look at the change in it? The change? Why, of course. Mm, quarter. Mm, quarter, three pennies, two nickels, and a dime. All old. Well, thank you, Miss Alsop. Uh, where does your niece lie? Uh, where does your niece Liza's husband, James Gray, live? At the Hotel Beverly, Inspector. Uh, thank you, Miss Alsop. Come on, Muggin. We're going to see James Gray. And now, at the Hotel Beverly, we see Inspector Thorne and Sergeant Muggin 
approaching the apartment of James Gray, the estranged husband of the murdered Liza Gray. And we hear... Are you James Gray? Yes. I'm Inspector Thorne of Homicide. This is Sergeant Muggan. Yes. May we come in? What is it? It's about your wife. About Liza? Your wife has been murdered, Mr. Gray. Murdered? You mean Liza's dead? Yes. Dead? Who did it? I'll kill her. Take it easy, Bruce. We've had enough killing, Mr. Gray. Now, you say you want to catch the murderer? I'll do anything, Inspector Thorne. Well, then first let me see the change in your pockets. What? Hand me any coins you have in your pockets, Mr. Gray. Yes, of course. Here you are, Inspector Thorne. Uh, all old. See if there are any more, Muggan. Okay, Chief. What is this? I... That's all the coins he's got on him, Chief. All right. You can put the coins back, Mr. Gray. Uh, when did you last see your wife, Liza? When did I... Last week. Last Tuesday. Oh, ten days ago? Yes, Inspector Thorne. Gray, you're lying. You saw your wife last night, shortly before she was murdered. No, no, and I not didn't. not only saw your wife, you threatened her. Who said so? Your wife's aunt, Claire Alsop. Claire's lying. Someone's lying. Claire's always hated me, Sergeant Muggins. Claire hated you? Yes, Inspector Thorne. Claire was always trying to break up lies in my marriage. She was always telling my wife I was no good. Maybe Aunt Claire had something there. What do you mean by that crack, Sergeant Muggin? Perhaps Sergeant Muggin means your affair with Maria Sunter, the girl you met in Europe and brought over here. Inspector Thorne, Maria Sunter was a poor, friendless girl. I helped her to get out of that mess in Europe out of the kindness of my heart. Mm, however, you kept your kindness a secret from your wife, Liza. I was afraid my wife would misunderstand. Liza was very jealous, Inspector Thorne. Well, didn't you realize how much worse it would look if your wife found out that you'd brought another woman, this Maria Sunta, here from Europe behind her back? I, I was a fool. Where are you going, Inspector Thorne? I'm going to open this bedroom door and see who's hiding in there. No one's hiding in there. I'm no genius, but I've been trained to observe, Mr. Gray. There are two coffee cups on your table. Oh! Well, as I thought, Maria Sunta. Sergeant Muggan, watch Mr. Gray. I want to talk to Miss Sunter alone. Okay, Chief. Now, Miss Sunter. I know how it must look, Inspector Thorne. Me hiding here in the bedroom. Yeah? Jimmy and I, we didn't know who was at the door. We, we thought it best I should hide to be discreet. That's a little late for that. Oh, no. No, Inspector. No matter what anyone says, Jimmy and I are just friends. Look to me as if you were having breakfast together, Miss Sunter. But I just came, Inspector Thorne. I swear it. I, I only arrived a half an hour ago. It's a peculiar hour for a visit. I had something I had to tell to Jimmy. Oh. What was so important that he couldn't wait? Jimmy has been so good to me. I shall be eternally grateful for him helping me to come to this country. What did you come to tell him? I do what I can to make Jimmy happy. I hurried here to say I had seen his wife, Liza, and that she told me she would come back to Jimmy. I see. When did you see Liza Gray? Why, You I... must have seen Liza Gray last night, Miss Sunter, the night she was murdered. I... Perhaps Liza told you she was going back to her husband, and that was the last thing you wanted to hear. What are you saying, Inspector Thorne? It looks as though you were in love with James Gray, Miss Sunter. So much in love that you might have killed his wife if she gave signs of forgiving him. Oh, it is all lies, lies. I will get Jimmy, he will tell you. Jimmy, Jimmy. The inspector thinks I have killed Liza. Maria, what have you been saying to Maria, Inspector Thorne? I have been stating facts, Mr. Gray. Well, I'll give you a fact. There was a big loudmouth hanging around my wife Liza all the time I was overseas. Who? 
A guy named Victor Brand runs the Seaglade Amusement Park. He never got to first base with Liza, but as soon as we broke up, he started chasing her again. That's so? You can ask Claire also if you don't believe me. Aunt Claire was living with our Liza when I was in the Army, and she'll tell you how my wife practically had to fight Victor Brand off. He was so nuts about her. Hmm. I think I'll take your word for it, Mr. Gray. Muggin, we're going to the Seaglade Amusement Park. What can I do for you? We'd like to see Victor Brand. Hmm. He's pretty busy. I'm Inspector Thorne, homicide. Sergeant Muggin here. Oh, uh, yeah, Inspector. I'll tell Mr. Brand you're here. The little man seems nervous, Chief. <laughs> Doesn't he, Sergeant Muggin? Go right ahead in, Inspector Thorne. This is Sergeant Muggin. Thank you. Victor Brand? Well, how do you do, Inspector Thorne? Sergeant Muggin? <laughs> Nothing wrong in the amusement park, I hope. Uh, not in the park, Brand. Thought not. We try to keep it clean here. I'm glad you're turning over a new leaf, Brand. I don't get you, Sergeant. Uh, quit pussyfooting, Brand. I recognize you the minute I walked in. Chief, this character's tangled with the law before. Oh, very interesting, Muggin. Sure, before I was in homicide, we had this guy in court for letting pickpockets operate at the park. Maybe it slipped your mind, Sergeant Muggin. I was acquitted. It hasn't slipped my mind. You're in a couple of jams before that one. All right, what do you guys want? I see an afternoon paper on your desk, Brand. So what? Now, there's a story in that paper about the murder of Liza Gray. Ah. Uh, Are you going to deny that you knew Liza Gray, Brand? No, I'm not. That's sensible. You've got it in for me, Sergeant Muggan. But this is one time I'm with you boys. Oh, really? I was nuts for Liza, Inspector Thorne. I wanted to marry her when she got a divorce. And I hope you get the louse who killed her. Uh, when did you last see Liza Brand? A couple of days ago. Mm, did you make another date? No, Inspector In fact, Thorne. Liza tried to get rid of you, didn't she? I'd have worn her down in time. If it weren't for that old crow hanging around, I'd have gotten Liza when her husband was overseas. What do you mean, Liza's aunt? Claire also? Who else? That character watched over Liza like she was the crown jewels. Mm, uh, you'd better control yourself, Brand. You've broken that pencil in your hand. What? Hmm. I've seen your kind before, Bram. Men with violent tempers who can kill when they're frustrated. You're crazy, Thorne. And I'll tell you something that wasn't in that newspaper, Brand. Liza Gray was killed by a sap filled with brand new nickels and dimes. And an amusement park always has plenty of new nickels and dimes on hand for making change. Inspector Thorne in the Nickels and Dimes murder case will return in just a moment. But first, it's the Silver Jubilee on NBC. With the coming of the fall season, many changes take place. Children return to school and chill winds rustle the colorful leaves on the trees and herald the approaching of winter. And changes take place on radio. We have new programs and reschedule some of our regular features. This Friday, you can still hear the hard-hitting adventures of reporter Randy Stone, as played by Frank Lovejoy. Night Beat will still be broadcast on Friday. So, too, with screen actor Herbert Marshall, 
as he comes to you on Friday in adventures dealing in international intrigue as the man called X. However, on Friday there will be one major program change. Screen Director's Playhouse, which originally came to you on Thursday evenings, will now come to you on Friday for a full hour. This week, screen actors James Stewart and Jeff Chandler and lovely Deborah Badgett will be featured in the Western story, Broken Arrow. And here's another program change. The Sunday Theater Guild on the Air will return to NBC. This will necessitate the rescheduling of the popular NBC Symphony Orchestra concerts. Therefore, for the new season, the NBC Symphony Orchestra, under the direction of Peter Herman Adler, will come to you on Saturday. Well, there you have it. A brief rundown of the new fall picture on NBC. Friday means Nightbeat, The Man Called X, and Screen Director's Playhouse. And on Saturday, hear the full-hour broadcasts of the NBC Symphony Orchestra. Yes, this fall, for the best in radio entertainment, keep tuned to this, your NBC station. Back to Inspector Thorne and the Nickels and Dimes murder case. When beautiful Liza Gray is killed with an instrument of death made of nickels and dimes wrapped up in a piece of cloth, Inspector Thorne gets his first lead from the murdered woman's aunt, Claire Alsop, who tells him that Liza's husband, James, threatened to kill her if she didn't come back to him. Aunt Claire says that Liza left her husband because he was having an affair with a girl from Europe, Maria Sunta. And the inspector finds Maria hiding in the husband, James, apartment, although they both claim that they are just friends. An accusation by James sends Inspector Thorne to Victor Brand, owner of an amusement park, who had been trying vainly to get the murdered Liza to marry him after divorcing James. And now we see Inspector Thorne with Sergeant Muggan in Victor Brand's office, saying, I repeat, Brand, you had access to new nickels and dimes in this amusement park. And you had the temper to kill Liza Gray when she kept turning you down. Maybe so, Inspector, but I couldn't be in two places at once. Keep talking, Brand. You met Al Stitt when you came in, the fellow holding down the outer office. Go on. Al Stitt's a barker here at the amusement park. I'll get him. Stitt, come in here. What is it, boss? Where was I last night, Stitt? Why, you were right here, Mr. Brand. Closed down the park about 3 a.m. And after 3 a.m.? You and me played a friendly poker game. We quit around 6, maybe. Then we went home, grabbed some shut-eye. Satisfied, Inspector Thorne? If I was with Stid, I couldn't be murdering Liza Gray, could I? I've heard worse alibis, Brand, but not much worse. Why, Your you... pal Stitt would obviously say anything to back you up. You're darn right, Chief. Stitt was in on that pickpocket rap with Brand. That's all I need to know, Sergeant Morgan. Try and break that alibi, Inspector Thorne, and see how far you get. I will, Brand. Come on, Morgan. I'm with you, Chief. Hey, Morgan. Yeah? Check in at headquarters and see if the boys found anything else at the murder scene. Gotcha. I'm going back to the murder house to Aunt uh, Claire Alsop and ask her a couple of leading questions. <laughs> But 
meanwhile, at the house where Liza Gray was murdered, we see Aunt Claire opening the door to Maria Sunta, the girl from Europe, and saying in astonishment, Maria Sunta? What on earth are you doing here? I had to see you. Please, Miss Olsop. All right. I know you do not like me. I don't dislike you, Maria. It wasn't your fault James acted like a scoundrel. It is about James I have come. James? You must not say any more bad things about James, Miss Orson. You must not put any ideas into Inspector Thorne's head. I'm only saying what I know, Maria. You are making the inspector think that James killed his wife, Liza. I'm not doing anything of the kind. You are, you are. And James didn't kill her. How do you know, Maria? I... I... You didn't hear James threaten Liza the way I did, or you wouldn't be so sure. Maria, you shouldn't have come Jimmy. here. Jimmy... I wanted to talk to Aunt Claire. Let Aunt Claire alone. She's made enough trouble. Why are you two insulting me? You, James, and Maria. I didn't ask you to come here. And I never asked you to stick your nose in my business, Claire. What? The whole thing's your fault. My fault? You were always trying to break up me and my wife, Liza. You encouraged Victor Brand to hang around just to break up our marriage. I encouraged Victor Brand. If there was a worse man for Liza than you, James, it was Victor Brand. And I did my best to keep him away from Liza. I'd like to have seen that, Claire. I was only thinking of Liza's good. What's going on here? Oh, Inspector Thorne. James and Maria are saying the most dreadful things to me. Really, Miss Plant? My one thought was to help my poor niece, Liza. And now to be accused. Well, Liza knew better. She said so in her will. Her will, Miss Clare? Liza left me a few thousand dollars, Inspector Thorne. And she said specifically, it was for my kindness to her. Liza was a fool. Be quiet, James. Miss Clare... You say the murdered Liza, your niece, left you a few thousand dollars. How many? Something under 5,000, I think, Inspector Thorne. Well, did you know Liza had put you in her will? Well, of course. But I didn't know she was going to say that about my being kind. Oh, don't you realize, Miss Clare, that this bequest could give you a motive for the murder of your niece? Oh. Oh, I... I never thought of it that way. Now, you know how it feels to be suspected, Claire. I'm not afraid, James. The way you and Maria Sunter are. Stop talking about Maria and me as if we were a couple. Well, aren't you? We are just friends. And you stop telling tales about us. Telling tales, Maria? I saw you myself with James in several places. Oh, what places, Miss Clare? Tony's on 33rd for one, Inspector Thorne. And a chop house called the Black Rooster. Inspector Thorne, can I see you alone? Yes, Sergeant Morgan. The rest of you stay in this room, please. What's up, Morgan? When the squad searched the murder house, they found this in the hall closet near the murder room, Chief. A scarf stained with blood. The murdered woman's blood. So this scarf is the rest of the murder weapon, Muggin. This is the cloth in which the killer packed those nickels and dimes. Looks like it, Chief. Hmm. The scarf is hand-embroidered. Imported. Hey, where are you going, Chief? Maria Santa, come in here. Me, Inspector? Maria, uh, you came from Europe recently. I suppose you brought some things to America with you, hmm? Very little. Uh, did you bring this scarf? This hand-embroidered, imported scarf? No. I never saw that scarf before. I think you did, Maria. And I'm sure this scarf is so unusual that it will be easily identified. All right. It is my scarf. I lost it. You lost it, all right, when you filled it with nickels and dimes and slugged Liza Gray over the head with it. Maybe the murderer stole it from me, Sergeant Muggins. Maybe you're lying, Toots. 
Or maybe a pal, the murdered girl's husband, took it. No, no, Jimmy did not take my scarf. Hey, what's going on out there? Well, sounds like a fight, Chief. Let's go, Morgan. You stay here, Maria. It's Victor Brand and her husband, James. They're killing each other. Ah, oh, stop that. Come on. Break it up. Get back, Victor. Let me go. Come on. Quit that, James. I'll kill him. Cut it out, both of you. Stop it. Now, what's happened? Victor Brand came barging in here. Threatened me if I sick the cops on him anymore. You dirty rat. You'll kill life. I'll get you for that, Brand. Now you don't, James. That's enough, James. Why did you come here, Victor Brand? I came to beat the truth out of that squirt James Gray. Don't you believe him, Inspector Thorne? Brand came because he was sore I tipped you off to him. He was afraid I knew more. All right, all right. You both stop shouting. I see something much more interesting on the floor. Something interesting? Yes, Victor. I see a brand new shiny nickel. Nickel? This new nickel must have fallen out of your pocket, James. Or yours, Victor, while you were fighting. It didn't fall out of my pocket, Thorne. Or mine. I wonder if there are any more new coins in either of you. Look in their pockets, Muggie. Okay, Chief. You first, James. I haven't any new nickel. Well, we'll see about that. Chief, a bullseye. Right in this coat pocket. Yes, Muggan. Another new nickel and two new dimes. Victor Brand planted those coins in my pocket. That's why you came here, Brand, to frame me. I never saw those coins before in my life. Oh, they be quiet. Now go to your homes and stay there until I send for you. Come with me, Sergeant Muggan. Right, Chief. We've got to get moving, Muggan. You and I have a chore to do. What? You'll see. And now, a few hours later, we see Inspector Thorne in his office at headquarters with Sergeant Muggan. As his door opens and Maria Sunta, the girl from Europe, enters, saying... Please, Inspector Thorne, may I see you? Sergeant Muggan asked you to wait outside with the others, didn't he, Maria? I sure did, But I have something to tell you, Inspector Thorne. What, Maria? This man, this Victor Brandt, the one who owns the amusement park. Yes? A week ago, Victor Brandt makes a date with me for lunch. He says it is because he wishes me to use my influence to break up the marriage between James and Liza, to make her get a divorce quick. Well? Inspector... I am wearing my embroidered scarf at lunch, the one you found all bloody in the murder house. Victor Brandt must have stolen it from me. Did you miss the scarf after the lunch was over, Maria? I did not think about it, but Victor Brandt must have taken it. Oh, you sneaked in here to lie about you me, You can't Maria. come in this office, Victor Brandt. Now, then what are you doing here? I'm getting the picture, Inspector Thorne. Maria Sutter and James Gray are trying to frame me. It is the other way around. You put those new nickels and dimes in James's pocket, Victor Brand. That's right, And you stole my scarf because you knew it would look as though James had taken it. That's enough from both of you. Muggan, bring in Aunt Claire Allsop and her husband, James Gray. Okay, Chief. Miss Allsop, Gray... You can come in now. Yes, Sergeant Muggins. Inspector Thorne. Yes, James? I swear I never put those new nickels and dimes in my pocket. Brand planted them in there. Brand's framing me. Yes. Yes and no. What do you mean, Inspector Thorne? I mean, James, you are half right and half wrong. What? Someone is trying to frame you all right. But it isn't Victor Brand. Who? Someone who gave away the frame by planting the new coins in your pocket. I don't understand. I noticed when I first asked to see the change in your pocket, you kept your coins in your left-hand pocket. The new nickels and dimes were in your right-hand pocket. But 
Who put them there? Yes, Inspector Thorne. Who? I had a hunch that you, James, and Maria Sunter were telling the truth about your relationship. That you were only friends. Now, ask yourself, James. Why then did your murdered wife believe that you and Maria were more than friends and leave you? Yes. Why? Because someone poisoned your wife Liza's mind against you, James. Someone lied about you. Someone said she saw you with Maria in various places like the Black Rooster and Tony's. It was Claire. No. Yes, you, Aunt Claire Alsop. You should never have mentioned Tony's. He's too swanky and small, and the head waiter remembers his customers. What? Sergeant Muggett and I checked, and the head waiter never saw James or Maria Sunta or you in the place. He's lying. I saw them. I was there. I wondered why I kept hearing from James and Maria that you'd always tried to separate James and his wife, Liza. And from Victor Brand, that you prevented him from seeing Liza. It was for Liza's own good. No, Claire Alsop. It was because you lived with Liza when her husband was overseas. You liked your comfortable life. And resented being pushed out when her husband James came home. No. Maria Sunter was telling the truth. When she said she came to James the morning after the murder with the news that his wife was going to go back to him. No. Yes, it was the truth. Liza said she finally believed James really loved her. It's a lie. It's the truth, Claire Alsop. All at once you realized that Liza would return to James and you'd be out of the cold again. So you murdered Liza for the money she left you. Not 5000 as you told me, but almost $100,000. And you plan to put the guilt on James. You'll never prove it. Never. You're wrong, Claire Alsop. Sergeant Muggin and I also checked the neighborhood banks. They don't get many requests for small change. And one teller remembers giving you $10 worth of new nickels and dimes. I'll fight it. I'll fight it in every court. You'll never prove that I killed Liza. Never, never. No, Claire Alsop. I wouldn't give a plug nickel for your chances. The Nickels and Dimes Murder Case. The part of Inspector Thorne is played by Stotts Cotsworth. Direction by Edward Slattery. The script was written by Bill Belgard, based on the original story by Frank and Ann Hummer. This is Fred Collins inviting you to tune in again next Thursday at the same time when the National Broadcasting Company will present Inspector Thorne in... The Two Fiancés Murder Case. Monday through Friday, The Woman in My House on NBC. NBC.